Vegcast. Hey everybody, this is Vance. We're coming right back at you. Vegcast. With the 46th edition of Vegcast. A full menu from first to last. Vegcast. Yes, we certainly have a full menu coming at you for Vegcast 46. Uh, we're going to be talking to the post-punk Issa Chandra Moskovitz, the author of Veganomicon, as well as, of course, Vegan with a Vengeance and Vegan Cupcakes Take Over the World. She's going to be talking about uh, the punk lifestyle and how it has informed uh, her desire to uh, become basically a cookbook author, as well as uh, continuing to work on uh, the Ultimate Vegan Manifesto. That's coming up. And we also have, as I intimated at the end of EdgeCast 45, uh, an important announcement to make, which will be right after uh, we get past this sign-on. We will also have an exciting new uh, premiere of uh, the Green Beans album, Electric Green, with a song from that uh, we also will have, as always, a science fact. This one about yet another benefit of eating a lot of fruits and vegetables. And you may think that we've cataloged all of them, but no, those scientists have come up with yet another one. We'll be getting right into that. So uh, all of that's going to be coming up, so I invite you to sit back Relax, crank up your iPod or whatever you're listening to as we unspool our 46th Okay, I can't wait any longer to tell you our announcement is that VegCast has a new sponsor. We are going to be sponsored by Cove Foods, K-O-V. That's Kosher Organic Vegan, and uh, their flagship product is uh, is an ice cream or a frozen dessert, as we say in the non-cream-consuming uh, community. And uh, you may recall that there were previous VegCasts on which I named some other ice cream as the world's greatest non-dairy ice cream. And that may have been true at the time, but this is a new product that's uh, coming out. And believe me, it's, uh, you have got to try it to believe it. KOV Foods, we're going to have our Meet the Sponsor interview with Safia, which uh, we did at a Whole Foods that was having a, a whole bunch of festivities, and we kept trying to find somewhere to go where we could talk. Uh, she was doing a, a demo there, and uh, we were trying to squeeze this in to our busy schedules uh, just to give everybody an idea of what KOV is and why they're going to be sponsoring VegCast and exactly how this particular sponsorship is going to work. So let's go over to that and listen right away. Okay, right now on VegCast, we are joined by Sophia of Cove Foods, the uh, kosher organic vegan uh, products uh, that are now going to be one of our new sponsors. Is that right, Sophia? It is right. Okay, well, thank you and welcome to VegCast. Thank and we you. like to just talk very briefly about what what is the scope of Cove. I mean, I know you have two flavors of ice cream so far that I've had and that are great. Um, thank you. What 
Is there, I mean, I assume you're not going to stick to just that product line. No, we put the S on the end of co-foods for a reason. <laughs> I have a bunch of recipes up my sleeve. Okay. I'm trying to keep it along the same line of um, foods that are inclusive. Foods that anybody on special diets, on vegetarian and vegan diets can enjoy. And that you don't have to worry about any of the ethical or health reasons. Well, let me um, let me just ask you real quick. I, we want to talk more about what exactly you're doing, but do you see a trend in the marketplace of people, um, you know, people who stock different stores looking more for things that, I mean, to us, it, it, it's just an economic uh, no-brainer that you would want to do this to have foods that the largest right. number of people could enjoy, yeah. but so far that that connection hasn't been made a lot. Are you seeing that happening more? I am more? seeing the trend. I, I just see it by the reaction of people when I'm doing demos and meeting people and they're tasting products. They're, it, everyone's so excited because they're looking for that kind of thing. They're looking for something with really pure ingredients. They're, they're tired of, you know, things saying natural that aren't really natural. And, you know, I right. think it's a good, it's a nice trend to have so, a part of. So you've got... Uh, you've the main thing of this is uh, that it's kosher, organic, and vegan, which already excludes a lot of things. Um, but I was uh, like halfway through my second pint of your ginger <laughs> vanilla ice cream before I saw it says soy-free. Yes. I, I just assumed that I was eating a soy ice cream because it was yeah. so creamy. Um, how did How did you do that? Well, I, I've been inventing foods for many years that I feel are enjoyable and fun and, you know, celebrate life. And I was playing around with the texture. It's very interesting when you're developing foods, like you have the, the mouth feel and you've got the textures and you've got all the flavors and it's all layered. It's sort of like being in a studio when you're a musician and you have all the different layers. Um, and I just um, just played around with it about 10,000 times until I got the right consistency. And okay. Well, it's a it's a great uh, effect. And so, what can you give us any clues into uh, the things that you're working on now, or is it just all going to be a they, spring forth from your head? Yes, like we're, we're going to have two new flavors for the ice cream coming out very soon, and um, then we're going to surprise you with some not sweet things like savory foods ah, that okay. um, are very unique, I should say. But I don't want to give it away yet. Okay, and on. Uh, in terms of the uh, your overall mission, you have a website, you feature artists, uh, you you donate some of this to artists. What's the deal with that? Well, my partner Perry and I met. Um, our daughters play basketball in the same league, and um, we when we first started talking, we realized that we uh, I guess just really both didn't want to have a business just to make a bunch of money. Right. We really cared about making a difference, and I know that sounds really corny, but we did. We we, we didn't. We want to empower people to eat healthier and to enjoy life by making a difference as well. And so we both agreed that 10% of our sales, like what we make, should go to different charities of the month. We call it Cove Causes, okay. and um, people can submit requests for being the, co the Cove Cause of the month, and we just kind of keep going instead of picking one cause because there's so many we really want to support and we both also really wanted to support artists and musicians and poets and 
And you're supporting them now by even when we're doing our Meet the Sponsor That's interview, you're right. featuring it's a singer-songwriter right the out there. In the, yeah, <laughs> that was really, you know, a nice touch. Usually <laughs> if we just meet somebody on location, they don't think to have a band no. to really give the whole full effect for the interview. So I, I appreciate that. Well, I'm the daughter of a starving artist. I know how it is. And, um, you know, there's so many people that have so many talents and they don't get a lot of places to showcase so we thought it would be nice to feature them on the, the website, too. Right. And okay. We, we have a lot of fun. We make sure that our machines and all of our products are very clean. We don't buy any ingredients that have been processed on any other, you know, with any animal yeah. products or anything like that. We also are very conscious about peanut allergies. Right. I mean, we can't get it completely where there's nobody's allergy. But we've got it almost down to like 95% of the people can No, it's can true. Eat it. I mean, I'm amazed you've got as far as you have and still make it uh, an appealing product that is right up there with any other thing that has, you know, a whole number of things you don't want right. in, Well, so. we wanted to, um, you know, have a crossover product because a lot of people will come up to, to us and say, oh, yeah, I eat really healthy, but this guy or, you know, this woman, they don't eat that well, but they love your product, you know. Right. So we all can eat it, and that makes me happy that it's sort of a nice segue into healthier eating, right. that it doesn't have to taste healthy or super nutritious, in quotes, right. to be a, a delicious product. Okay. It can, you know... It's fun to be able to surprise people that healthy food can taste really good. Right. Almost gourmet. Well, yeah. And it's, it is a, pretty much a gourmet ice cream. And also there's... Now, bound in with this, are, you're also here to represent the other... The, the fruit company is... What, Farm what Fresh is the Express. Farm Fresh Express? They're, What's the deal with... They, is that part of Cove or you just... No, you're good we're, friends? we're you're, good friends. We like to support other um, groups and companies that are doing green things and healthy things in the world. And... Um, Farm Fresh Express does an amazing job at delivering to the door of, of everyone who wants to be a part of it um, organic produce from the local CSAs in the area, and um, it's just a wonderful way to support eating organic foods without a lot of times, you know, people are busy, they want to fit it into their schedules and they can't, right. and this is just a really nice way to get the highest quality and support the farmers. Right, okay. Great, and uh, we want to support you, and you'd support us. It's like a mutual uh, support Thank society, you. so it's going to be a great thing. And welcome to VegCast. Thank you very and much. And I'll let you get back to the uh, the whole the festivities here at the Whole Foods. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Okay, we'll hear a little bit more about Cove Foods later, but right now let's go to our feature interview with Issa Chandra Muscovitz. All right, joining us by phone now is Isa Chandra Moskovitz. Isa, welcome to VegCast. Hi, thanks for having me on. Thank you for being here. You have, uh, you've already established yourself as a, uh, a prolific vegetarian author, starting with Vegan with a Vengeance and then Vegan Cupcakes Take Over the World, and now uh, Veganomicon, which is uh, the ultimate vegan cookbook. Is that right? So they say. Yeah, you must have some kind of fire inside to be just cranking out books like this. <laughs> um, I get really hungry. <laughs> I just really like cooking, so... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you that you just keep on coming up with uh, new recipes, new ways of uh, doing the vegan thing. Uh, and I guess uh, Veganomicon, we, let's start with that. That's uh, the most recent book out. Um I have to start off just by saying 
for years now in our home the the ultimate vegan cookbook, and I, I don't I hope you don't mind me mentioning other cookbook authors. But I don't care. <laughs> it has been Vegan Planet by Robin Robertson. Right. So, yeah, that's a great book. So how how can you you get in the ring? Bam! You deliver a knockout, and now you're the 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 top uh, the ultimate vegan cookbook. How does that work? Do you mean like why did we say that? Or well, I mean, what what do you do if people say, well, what about Vegan Planet? What do you say? So that's a good book, too. <laughs> I don't really look at it as a competition so much. I mean, I know it's called The Ultimate Vegan Cookbook, yeah. but it's it's kind of cutesy. It's not really supposed to be an offensive title. Well, let's, um, uh, <laughs> that's fine. But you let's, that, that kind of uh, brings up my next question, which is the post-punk sensibility. The post-punk kitchen uh, was your TV show there in New York, uh, and uh, you were like a, a honest-to-God punk back in the day. Is that right? An honest-to-God punk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, but uh, now you consider yourself post-punk. How, how? What's the? I mean, you you didn't uh, reject the whole punk thing. You just feel like you've you've what grown beyond or carried like, it further or what? Yeah. I mean, when we were well, when I was a teenager and in my twenties, it was kind of like being immersed in this punk subculture that mm-hmm. I just I'm not anymore. But I still have the same sensibilities and a lot of the same politics i just am not so punk anymore like i pay rent now and things like that so that's all it was it was again not supposed to be taken as very very serious just okay. again kind of cutesy <laughs> well uh, all right although i mean there is a legitimate a lot of there's, there's kind of there's that a reason for it i'm just saying like anything i do i really don't take myself that seriously so mm-hmm. It's sometimes a little hard to answer questions like that because, right. um, I mean, there's, there's definitely a reason for it, which I just explained. It's just not like, I'm not like punk, grr, like. Yeah. Okay. Although, I mean, punks can have a sense of humor, too. I, I don't think that everybody thinks yeah. punks are just, just these angry usually. things. But what, so let me just ask, in terms of your, your previous lifestyle, what did the punk uh, kind of subculture uh, you know, lead you to in terms of your your kind of awakening as a, an it, animal activist or a vegetarian activist? Well, that is completely how I became vegan. I mean, I was, I wouldn't, I never would have, if I never picked up a craft record, I never would have heard about veganism. I mean, I probably would have just brushed it aside if it hadn't been from people I really respected. Uh-huh. Um also being vegan, I mean, I know that sounds like a very follower mentality, but in a sense it is. Um, well, that's what it takes. It's because we're so immersed in this meat-eating culture and this, I mean, where I was, where I was from, not exactly right-wing, but something like that, very kind of conservative for, for, for New York, the neighborhood I grew up in. Um, and it wasn't like, I mean, it takes it takes a lot to really kind of question everything you grew up with. And since I was a teenager, I was kind of lucky because I was in that rebellious stage anyway. Right. So, um, yeah, just hearing about um, not just animal rights, but like anti-sexism and anti-racist action and things like that just uh, is, is what, from punk, is that's what made me an activist. Right. But, I mean, uh, certainly a lot of uh, young people, teenagers and so forth, go through a rebellion stage and even now uh we see if if you look at the demographics you know young people teenagers in early 20s tend to be much a higher proportion of them uh are vegetarian and vegan than yeah. the old people and i'm wondering if you think 
it, it, might we look forward to that wave actually carrying through demographically, or is it something that for a lot of people, yeah. they're just going to it's going to fall so, off? I think that the teen the youth rebellions are what become mainstream culture. Often, I'm trying to think of a like kids in the '60s that were rebelling. Of course, not everything they were fighting for got. Um, implemented into mainstream culture. But things like environmentalism, which is now starting to hit mainstream culture and starting to kind of be the normal. Um, I'm wondering, though, if you think that because rebellion is often a stage, that uh, unlike you, a lot of people who go through, say, a punk period or uh, this very anti-establishment thing kind of get co-opted, and and turn into that. I, I'm wondering if you see perhaps as this grows, vegetarianism and this this impulse getting co-opted in and kind of assimilated into the mainstream. Are you asking if I think that it's just it could just be just a phase? Well, yeah. Or you think that it is like here to stay and it's going to carry along with uh, these young people as they get older? Yeah, I think I think a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people stop being vegan, obviously, but a lot of people will stick with it. I think any new idea that gets introduced, I mean, even if, I mean, any good new idea that gets introduced, even if only, you know, a percentage of the people that go for it and their teenagers carry over, then it's a good thing. I don't know how to make it so that people, I I, I think society now is so much more vegan-friendly than it was when I was growing up that I think the attrition rate is going to be lower for the kids that are going vegan these days. Uh Uh-huh. So you think... It's so easy to get vegan food now, and there is mainstream vegan culture... Right. So I think it makes it a lot easier for people to keep with it. Are there any institutions or, or like subcultures out there that you know of that are uh, specifically helpful to young vegans or to to help them kind of stick with it or know of other people that are, that are out there like them? Have you encountered anything like that? Well, uh, I think now that there's the Internet, I don't even know how necessary those subcultures are because uh-huh. you have these ways of introducing people to ideas. Um, and they don't have to have a punk rock scene. Right. So, uh, I mean, I, the only scene I can really speak to that I know from experience does, you know, promote veganism is punk. There's, like, there's, there's um, Rasta vegans, too. I don't know what that scene is like, though. Well, yeah, maybe not uh, quite the same as punk, at least not in the overall tone. There's just any number of kinds of people yeah. who are vegetarian. Yeah, definitely. Like, I don't think punks are the only vegetarians. I think that's just where I was coming from. Right. That's how I got introduced to it. But it's certainly been successful. Now, I, I have to ask, and you were, were probably asked this as soon as it came out, so I didn't get a chance then. Uh, what, how, could you, how could you do a whole book about cupcakes? <laughs> we did. Did you look at it? I, I have not had a chance to. I mean, I've, I've seen the, the page on but, online. Yeah, you just have to flip through it to see. I mean, there's no, it's all about flavors and textures and things like that. And there's limitless possibilities. I could do 10 more books on cupcakes if I felt like it. It's okay. like, um, it was a really great, fun way to experiment with different flavors for us. Yeah, well, and I have to say, I mean, just having I having heard of the book, it's uh, it sticks in your your memory, vegan cupcakes take over the world because you you usually, it's there's a little uh, a dissonance there. You would think vegan cupcakes would be the most innocuous things on the world, you know, on earth, and yeah. they are. Well, let's 
something that kind of bothers me with vegan cooking is it's always like, you won't believe it's vegan. It's always kind of a little bit apologetic. So I thought it would be really good to do a book that wasn't at all apologetic and what wasn't at all, you won't believe it. Because what's that saying about vegan cooking? That it's not very good if you don't believe that it's vegan cooking. Right. And Oprah, I I mean... That mentality is changing. Like, that's a tired old thing to say. Right. And actually, Oprah just, uh, I don't know if you've been following her... Yeah. Vegan uh, three weeks, but uh, she said basically that over and over. I couldn't believe the yeah, food yeah. was so good. I, wow. Who t- she's doing no gluten and no sugar also. So. That's true. Well, that's fine, <laughs> though. There's plenty of things that you can make that are vegan that happen to uh, yeah. not have other things in them. But uh, I, it just makes all <laughs> the rest of us who uh, can eat gluten and so forth uh, think, well, gosh, we're, we have even more choices yeah. Of, uh, of great vegan food. So I have to ask, uh, now that you've, uh, you know, you've covered the vengeance angle, the vegan cupcakes angle, and now you've done the ultimate vegan vegan cookbook, where, where is there to go from here? I mean, let's, let's point out now, you, you did go to Portland just um, like three weeks after uh, my VegCast focusing on the Pacific Northwest, which I'm sure must have been the motivating factor. So you're you're out there for good now. Yeah, I mean, I live here now. Yeah, and so what is on the horizon then for for Jesus, Chandra Moskovitz? I'm still writing cookbooks. Uh-huh. My next cookbook is a brunch book, um, which will be out next spring. And then I'm writing a couple more books, but I'm also focusing a lot on the website. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to do. Um, I'm just redoing the entire website. I want to make a. We have a pretty big internet community on the Postpone Kitchen website and mm-hmm. I want to, I have to revamp the database and add more articles and videos and things like that. I just, my whole goal in life is really just to make vegan food, not just accessible but amazing to everyone. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, so everything I do is pretty much to that end. So right now I'm working on the website for that Great. and writing books. And the website is just Postpunk Kitchen. Is there any hyphenation or anything in no, there? No, it's, it's that or the ppk.com. We'll get you there. Okay. Well, we'll put those uh, the links in the show notes then. And I just have to ask. You said you're you're writing cookbooks. Are you writing a couple other books? Are you going to be writing different kinds other than cookbooks? Yeah, I'm yeah. kind of working on um, a vegan manifesto book too, but that's not going to be for a couple of years. Ah, uh-huh. so that's great. And then we'll yeah. have the ultimate. Vegan Manifesto. And finally, we can <laughs> toss out uh, Peter Singer's Animal Liberation and actually get <laughs> yeah, sorry, some Peter. serious veganism going on here. <laughs> All right. Well, Ed, I really appreciate your taking the time uh, to talk to us and, and the best of luck with the post-punk kitchen and with your, uh, you know, everything that you do in it. Uh, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to check in with you when you do release the Ultimate Vegan Manifesto and uh, talk with you more about that. Thanks. Okay, Issa Chandra Moskovitz, the author of Veganomicon. Okay, thanks for being on VegCast. Okay. Vegetarians, some drunks are vegetarians, some spiky haired wildlife. Come-
Some Monks, that's a Paul Nordquist song. And Green Beings, of course, are not only the artists who perform the VegCast theme, but a band that uh, Paul and I co-founded almost a decade ago. Uh, this new album is just out. It's called Electric Green, and Some Monks is the first single off of it. And I will be performing that song, uh, voice and piano only version, at Summerfest, which uh, starts this coming weekend. So... If you haven't made up your mind yet about whether to go to Summerfest and hearing that song performed in a voice and piano arrangement is the kind of thing that would tip the scales and by all means uh, get over there to VegetarianSummerfest.org, check it out, and hope to see you there. And hope to uh, point everybody to GreenBeingsMusic.com. We've revamped that uh, website. You can buy the album. You can find out more about the band and read song lyrics and everything else. And that's enough shilling for Green Beings and not enough of what we like to call... Science Our science fact for this VegCast is... Fruit compounds may stave off lung cancer in smokers. This is a story from CBC News in Canada reporting on a study that appears in the May issue of the journal Cancer. The lead of the story is people who smoke but consume three or more servings of fruit and vegetables and regularly drink green or black tea may be keeping lung cancer at bay, new research 
suggests researchers at the University of California, Los Angeles, compared the eating habits of 558 people who had lung cancer versus 837 people who did not have the disease. They found that those who ate large quantities of fruit, which contains components called flavonoids, had a lower risk of developing lung cancer. People who ate three servings of vegetables a day had 1.6-fold greater odds against developing lung cancer than those who didn't consume three servings. According to the study, those who consumed three or more servings of fruit had one-fold greater odds against developing lung cancer. And uh, it breaks down the different flavonoids that they're talking about, and then it uh, winds up saying that the study's authors believe that flavonoids halt the development of blood vessels connected to cancerous tumors, preventing them from infiltrating healthy tissue. However, researchers caution that more analysis is necessary. And they also point out that quitting smoking is still the best step in lowering the risk of developing lung cancer. And that may very well be true, that quitting smoking is still the best step, but it might have been worthwhile to mention another step, which is stopping eating red meat, which, if you recall, VegCast 36, our science fact on that podcast, was specifically about the fact that red meat is uh, tied to uh, the causation of lung cancer and that sometimes people who are not smokers wind up dying of lung cancer. And now we have a good indication of the reason why. Uh, It might have been nice if they'd mentioned that, but it also makes you wonder whether, in fact, it may be that the people who are eating all these servings of fruit and vegetables uh, in a given day are eating less meat uh, that, that that's taking up more room in their diet that might otherwise be taken up by meat in other people's diets, and that might be lowering their risk of lung cancer. So it's just something to think about when I read you the science fact. Okay, that is just about going to do it for VegCast 46. i got to get packing and get on the road to Johnstown. But first... Let me remind you that this VegCast is sponsored by Cove, creamy, non-dairy, soy-free, frozen dessert. It's kosher, organic, and vegan. That's what Cove stands for. Check them out at kovfoods.com. That is it for VegCast 46. I'm off to NABS Summerfest in Johnstown, PA. Hope to see you there. Come up and say hi if so. But if you're just uh, getting this and you haven't uh, got on the ball to get there this year, then get out there next year. Many thanks to our guest, Issa Chandra Moskovitz, for writing the Ultimate Vegan Cookbook and also for a promise to write the Ultimate Vegan Manifesto. And for, of course, uh, taking the time to be with us. Thanks to Cove Foods, and thanks to you for downloading this podcast. See you next time. Till then, get out there and live like you mean it. Veg-cast.